Let's go ahead and get in the Word. Have your Bibles turned to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And um, uh, our theme for Wednesday nights is encounter. Um, but tonight I'm going to talk about preach Christ. And um, I want to connect, connect this to... Um, Nikki was actually supposed to minister tonight. And so uh, we were with them for lunch today. And she goes, uh, so... Um, we got news today that our flight, they, they're from Michigan, so we got news that our flights to Michigan are canceled tomorrow. And there were no other, there was no other flights going to Michigan um, the rest of the day. They were all sold out. So they were able to get a, a plane ticket, the last, last seats on a plane going to Indianapolis, which is still a three-hour drive to where they live. And so she was like, can you hold my topic and I'll do that in a couple weeks? <laughs> so, um, so I found out about, I think, 2 o'clock that I'm preaching tonight. So, um, but, but hey, it's, it's, it's all him anyway. So. Now, before I get there, you know, understanding Christmas... You know, I hear so many things. It's, you know, Christmas is a pagan holiday and all that. Well, it, it depends on all how you look at it. You know, I've seen, heard so many different things, and but I'm not focusing on a pagan holiday. Oh, do you, do you tell your kids this? Do you tell your kids that? Do you lie to them about this? And I mean, it, it's, the thing is, I know what's in my heart. And I'm not, that's why I don't deal with a lot of these things because I'm not going to make any one thing a law. You just need to be led by the Lord and what he directs you to do as a family. Um, but if you understand Christmas is not a pagan holiday in the, in the terms that in which we celebrate it as born again believers. If you look at the word Christmas in itself, it comes from a Latin word, Christus, which was a Greek Christos, also meaning the anointed one. The Greek is a translation of a Hebrew Mishiach, meaning, in, oh, I didn't say that right, but meaning anointed or the Messiah. Now, the phrase mass on the end of that word involves an old English word, masse, meaning festival. So really, if we want to look at what the word Christmas in itself means, it's a festival of the anointing. It's a festival of the anointing. If you take a little, do, do a little more research on the word mass, on Christmas, it's Latin for messiah. It's established in a phrase um, and it's usually explained this way in a phrase. In Latin, it's, it's, it's explained in this one phrase, go, because it is ascending. And so you could, if you look at the Christ, means this, go, because the anointed one has come. So depending on how you look at it, when I celebrate Christmas, I'm not celebrating a pagan holiday. I'm celebrating the anointed one that has come. I'm celebrating what has come from heaven. I'm celebrating what heaven has accomplished in the earth. Actually, before I get to 1 Corinthians, you, you just stay there. Let me get my... This Bible, the print is so small. It's like... It's like 8 point font in this Bible. So I'm like... Maybe even smaller than that. At least that's my excuse. Anyway, you can laugh at that. It's good. Never seen the glasses, have you? One day I'm gonna I'm gonna shave my beard off, and you're, I'm gonna come in here. And you're like, Who, who's that guy up there? And that would be like, no, you can't do it. She's like, anyway. 
Let's see. Luke chapter 2. I'm going to read this in the Passion Translation before we get into uh, 1 Corinthians. It says, That night in a field near Bethlehem, there, was, there were shepherds watching over their flocks. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared in radiant splendor before them, lightening up the field with the blazing glory of God. And the shepherds were terrified. But the angel reassured them, saying, Don't be afraid, for I have come to bring you good news. Now listen to this. The most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it is for everyone, everywhere. For today in Bethlehem, a rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh, the Messiah. I love that. Mm. Bring you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it is for everyone, everywhere. For today in Bethlehem, a rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh. Like I said, so when I celebrate Christmas, I'm not celebrating a pagan holiday. I'm celebrating, it's a festival of the anointed one. I'm celebrating the fact that Christ has come. The anointed one has come. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Let's look at verse 20. It says, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the, for since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message of preaching to save those who believed. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ. No, so through all the wisdom that was in the world, it, it never led them to Christ. So it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called both Jews and Greeks. Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Let's go to First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 2. Paul says here, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. You know, sometimes we can get so caught up in theological debates, theological understandings. I mean, I, I've had conversations with some Christians and I'm like... They know a lot, <laughs> but do they know Jesus? There's not, a, there's not another message to preach than Christ. Now, there's a lot of things that, that we could bring from the Word of God that are, are great messages and great things, but everything should always point back to Christ. Everything should point back. Paul said, I preach Christ and Him crucified. My determined purpose, he says, my, I, I'm determined. I, 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 for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 
2 Corinthians chapter 4. Thank you, Father. It says, but even if our gospel is veiled, it's veiled to those who are perishing, whose mind the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe. Lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. Christ. Preaching Christ Jesus the Lord. For we do not preach ourselves. But Christ Jesus the Lord. There, there's not another. There's not a better message, Pastor Diane. Wow. So when we celebrate Christmas, I'm celebrating the message of all messages. We can celebrate the Anointed One. We can celebrate what Christ has accomplished. We just don't preach a Christ that was. We don't just preach a Christ that will be, but we preach a Christ that is. Hebrews 4.12 says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm sorry, that's Hebrews 13, I believe. Hebrews 4.12 is the word is alive, sharpening to it his sword. So, so, but, but he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is alive. Jesus is just as much alive today as he was when he walked the earth. And so, so if we look at Christ as some sort of mythical good teacher, a good prophet, and we just look at him as someone that walked the earth at one time, at one moment in history, then we don't understand the gospel. And we don't understand the celebration of Christmas, the celebration that the anointed one has come. He is. And he will always be. He is alive. Sitting at the right hand of the Father. Interceding for me and for you. Go to Isaiah chapter 8. Thank you Father. I love when we talk about Jesus. You know the Bible says that. He, com- he confirms the word with signs following. You know, when you talk about him, he shows up. Just like when you talk about the Holy Ghost, he shows up. I've had a lot of different people. We've had, we had, um, we had a, a police meeting here this past, uh, past, we celebrate. I'm, I'm a clergy for the, for the police department. And there's a number of people, all with ministers all throughout the city. And we host a Christmas party here every year. We've done it for the last three years or four years. And we host it here. And we have the chief of police here as well as the city councilman that's in this district here. Um, it's Gerald Williams uh, that's in District 6 here. And uh, he usually comes as well. And a number of officers of uh, you know deputy chiefs and so forth. And it's interesting talking to the chief of police. You know, just I gave him a hug when he left and he just said, there's just something different about this place. 
You know, first he says, he, he goes, he goes, you know, Pastor Justin, I go to churches all over the city. And he says, he goes, what amazes me? He goes, he goes, I either in, in churches that are, that are either all white or churches that are all African American. But he goes, when I come to your church, he goes, it's such, he goes, I, he goes, I look at your church and it feels like hev- what heaven would be like to me. And he goes, and he goes, there's, he goes, there's something, he goes, I feel something in your church that I don't feel at other places. And you know what? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Even Bren was, uh, Bren, he was on the front row over here during the variety show and his friend Marcus, that's in the youth, he was, they were in North Carolina watching it. And while he, they were watching it there at the end, he said, he, he, he texts, he texts Bren, he goes, man, he goes, the presence of God has just filled our house. And they're watching it from, from North Carolina. Why? Because when you talk about Jesus, he is everything. He is the gospel in one word. Paul said, I preach Christ and him crucified. He's the wisdom of God and the power of God. He said, the Greeks are seeking some sort of sign. The Jews are seeking a sign. Meaning, just show us a sign, then we'll believe. The Greeks were like, just give us more wisdom and then we'll believe. No, he goes, he goes, you want, you want to know? He goes, Christ, it is the wisdom and it is the power. There's nothing else that you need. Isaiah chapter uh, 8. Verse 22. It says, Then they will look to the earth and see trouble and darkness, gloom of anguish, and they will be driven into darkness. Then verse 9 says, Nevertheless. I like how, how it says, hey, this is what it's going to be like in the earth, but nevertheless. Meaning, it really, it's, it, it's, even though that's like that, that's not the end of it. And I could read a bunch of scriptures here, but for the sake of time, let's look at verse 2. It says, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Now think about the people who walked in darkness. They're saying there's going to be this darkness, this gloom on the entire of the earth. But nevertheless, verse 2, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Meaning just because there was, there was darkness doesn't mean that that darkness would be forever. They're saying in the midst of that darkness, there is going to be a light that is going to shine. And right now you might be dealing with darkness or something that, 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 is, that is from darkness. But I want you to know that the light has shined. The light has shined. The people who walked in darkness, they have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them has light shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. See, up there it said there would be gloom and anguish. But here it says that it would be increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest. As men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff off his shoulder. So something's going to take place. The next verse, the, the continued verse says, The rod of his oppressor as in the day of Midian. So, and the staff of his shoulder and the rod of his oppressor. The verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born. For unto us a son is given. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, 
mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. Say that, no end. So, so out of this, in the midst of this darkness, in the midst of this light is going to shine. And as this light shine, it is going to bring joy. Where this light shine is going to break the rod of the oppressor. When this light shines. But what was the light coming? For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. You know, we think about this light shining in a dark place. I think of really the fulfillment later on in Isaiah after the Messiah has already come and the Messiah already died. In Isaiah 60, it says, arise and shine. For the light has come. It's interesting. Why should we arise? Because... The light has come. There, there's something that, that, that this, this relationship with Jesus should, cause us, should take us higher in our lives. It should cause us to rise, arise. And there, there's a, I've heard a lot of I've heard messages on this arise. And, 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 but what I want you to see is, is arise and shine because the light has come. Because of this light, it should cause me to go higher. It should f- cause me to go to another level in my life because of what Christ has accomplished and what Christ has done. The work of Christ and the Holy Spirit is about taking you higher. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 11. Verse 1, it says, There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Look at verse 11. It shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again a second time to recover the remnant of his people. If you get to the end of that chapter, verse 16 says, there will be a highway for the remnant of his people who will be left from Assyria as it was for Israel in that day that he came up from the land of Egypt. Verse chapter 12, and in that day you will say, and in that day you will say, hmm. and I think there will be a highway for the remnant. I'm so glad Jesus created a way. I'm so great, glad G- Jesus made a way. He, a highway. The word highway is a, is a raised road. It, it also can typify a staircase. Meaning, meaning it's to, it, he, Jesus created a highway for me to get beyond the darkness. Get beyond where I'm at. And wherever you might be in your life right now, I want you to know that Jesus created a highway. Jesus made a way over of whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing. There is a way out of it. There is a way through it. There's a way beyond it. This is what Christ came to do. This is why we preach Christ. Because he, he recovered the remnant. Because he, uh, because he made a highway. 
Remember the Bible was not written in chapter and verse. So let's keep reading. It says, and in that day you will say, O Lord, I will praise you though you were angry with me. Your anger is turned away and you comforted me. Man, aren't you so glad that, 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 <laughs> that he forgave us? Aren't you so glad that he redeemed us? Verse 2 says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah, the Lord, is my strength and song. He has also become my salvation. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And in that day, you will say, Praise the Lord. Call upon His name. Declare His deeds among the people. Make mention that His name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for He has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, O inhabitants of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in your midst. Man, think about this. This is, this is a progression. It goes from chapter 8 talking about these people in darkness to a, a son being given to them being in bondage by the Assyrians and the anointing destroys the yoke. And in, in 10 chapter 11, we see all this taking place that this, the Spirit of the Lord is upon him. At the end, at the end, this one the Spirit of the Lord is on, he creates a highway and all of a sudden he gets to the end here of verse 6 of chapter 12 and he says, for great... In the midst of you is the Holy One. Hallelujah. He went from a God that was far away to to a light that has shined to now a God that is in our midst. I I love the book of Isaiah. And and here it paints an amazing picture. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Go to Luke chapter 1. Actually, let's... hmm. Let's go to Psalm 72. Thank you, Father. Let's look at verse 1. It says, Give the king your judgments, O God, and your righteousness to the king's son. He will judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. The mountains will bring peace to the people and the little hills by righteousness. He will bring justice to the poor. Now, it's interesting. He says, give the king your judgments, O God, and your righteousness to the king's son. This, this whole chapter is dealing with the Messiah's reign. This is, a, this is a messianic prophecy about the Messiah that is to come. And it says, the, in your righteousness to the king's son. He will judge your people with righteousness. And you're poor with justice. The mountains will bring peace to the people and the little hells by righteousness. And he will bring, Jesus will bring justice to the poor of the people. Jesus will save the children of the needy. And he and will, and Jesus will break in pieces the oppressor. Wow. I believe every bit of oppression is being broken off of your life. Jesus came to break every bit of oppression off of your life. 
Jesus came to deal with any symptom from the pit of hell over your life. Jesus came to restore any and all brokenness in your life. Jesus came to restore every single bit of negative emotions that would keep you down. Verse 5 says, They shall fear you as long as the sun and moon endure throughout all generations. He shall come down like rain upon the grass before mowing, like showers that water the earth. In his days, the righteous shall flourish. In his days, whose days? The king's son. In his days, Jesus. In Jesus' days, the righteous shall flourish. Who are the righteous? You should say, I am. Oh, so, you know, that, that, religious, that religious spirit that says, none righteous, no, not one. That, 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 that scripture taken out of context, context has, has hindered people from understanding their identity in Jesus. Amen. Well, pastor, it, it, says, it says, you know, our righteousness is a filthy rags. Well, yeah, my own righteousness is, is, is like filthy rags, but I'm not talking about my righteousness. I'm talking about his righteousness. I have, I have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I've been made. It's not become, it's I was made. Becoming is a process. Being made is, is what you are. I've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. See, this is everything having to do with what Christmas is all about. When you talk about preaching Christ, we're talking about what Christ has accomplished from the beginning of the book to the end of the book. He shall come down like rain upon the grass. Verse 7 says, in his days the righteous shall flourish. Man, I like the sound of flourish. Flourish. Hallelujah. We should be flourishing. We should be thriving. We should be increasing. We should be growing. We should be going to another level. And abundance of peace until the moon is no more. Now think about it. So, so for, since I made Jesus the Lord of my life, for the rest of my life, I should be flourishing and I should have an abundance of peace. Amen. And then, you know what? And then it sets a time frame. Until the moon is no more. <laughs> meaning, meaning I should be flourishing and operating with abundance of peace until the moon is no more. That means until this earth is burned up with fervent heat according to what Revelations talks about. And, 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 and before there's a, a, a new heaven and a new earth established. Now, I, I believe in global warming, but it's not according to what everyone else believes in global warming. This whole thing's going to burn up one day. But until then, and as long as I'm here, as long as Jesus sits on the throne, I'm going to flourish and I'm going to have abundance of peace. I, I, as a believer, I should never be without peace. Verse 8, he shall have dominion also from sea to sea and from the rivers to the ends of the earth. He shall have dominion. He shall have dominion. 
It's interesting that Jesus, what gave us his dominion. He says, I give you all power and authority. So he, he, so, so if Jesus had all dominion from sea to sea and from river to the ends of the earth, that means, that means the earth is round. I, I had a, I had a, um, a soccer coach and he was also my Latin teacher and, um, and, <laughs> and he, he liked me a lot. He did. I mean, we, we, we got along great and. And I looked up to him. He was an amazing coach. But if I acted up in his class, and the thing is, we were on the side where you could see the soccer field from our classroom. And in the middle of the class, if I acted up, he goes, Bridges, go find the end of the line. I knew what that meant. In a soccer field, there's no end of the line. (laughs) Nope, it's (laughs) solid line. Go find the end of the line until I get tired of watching you run. And so, so it's the same thing here. It, from earth, from sea to sea, from from the river to the end of the earth. Meaning, meaning, there's no end to that. So there's no end to the dominion that we carry as believers. Hallelujah. For sake of time, we could go with each each verse. Let's go to verse seventeen. It says his name. Shall endure forever. What name are we talking about? The son's name. The king's son. His name shall endure forever. His name shall continue as long as the sun. And men shall be blessed in him. Wow. Man. Men shall be blessed in him. Wow. You want to get blessed? <laughs> You just, I'm blessed because I'm in him. Whether I have any money in my pocket or not, the thing is, it's eventually going to come to me because I'm blessed. And men shall be blessed in him. All nations shall call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only, who only does wondrous things. Hallelujah. <laughs> he only does wondrous things. Only. That's, that's all he does. Someone asked me, what does Jesus do? Wondrous things. <laughs> He'll do things that just make you wonder. How did that happen? <laughs> Blessed be the Lord God of Israel who only does wondrous things. And blessed be his glorious name forever, forever, and let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. See, this prayer was so awesome, this declaration, they had to add two amens to it. And I love it, verse 20, and this is how I see it. It's like the prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. I think I said this one time preaching. It was kind of like, you know, D- David was just like, just microphone drop. Bam. That's, what, what else can you say? I mean, what else is there to say? I mean, that he is, this is, blessed be the Lord God of Israel who only does wondrous things. Blessed be his glorious name forever. Forever. Wow. 
Thank you, Father. Mm. I think I'm going to close with this. Go to Luke chapter 1. Hallelujah. Healing. Luke chapter 1. Let's look at verse 30. Now this is the prophecy. This is the angel that's coming to Mary. We'll pick up in the story in verse 30. Says the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. I think it's Matthew chapter 1 or Matthew chapter 2, it talks about, and you will call him Emmanuel, God with us. Hmm. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great. Mm. Just let that just settle in for a moment. He will be great. There's a lot of things we could call great, but nothing compares to him. We can look at a great sunset. We could look at a great landscape. We could look at, call things great. That was a great pizza or that was a great, whatever you might want to label it. But he will be great. And will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. And if you notice a bit through a lot of these scriptures that refer to, I know I read a lot of different scriptures, but from sea to sea, from the river to the end of the earth, to these things, there's just no, there's no way that you can limit him. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. He's going to reign forever. Reign forever. Forever. I don't think we truly understand forever. I, I, I know I don't. I mean, you, you think about forever. Wow. He's going to reign forever. End of his kingdom, there will be no end. Man. No end. You, you know, if Jesus is living big on the inside of you, you are already part of, a, of something eternal. So when I celebrate Christmas, it's so much more. When I celebrate his birth, it's so much more. I mean, he's so much more than a baby in a manger. I mean, I'm grateful for a baby in a manger. 
I'm grateful. It's the manifestation of the love of God. But when I look at the cross, it's the fulfillment of his love. It's when his love came to completion. I mean, in James chapter, uh, is it James? James 2. I think it's amplified. He talks about, he's talking about um, your faith without works is dead. And he goes in and he said, talks about Abraham. And it said when his faith came to finality. What was he referring to when he offered Isaac? So God's faith came to finality. He saw the end of his faith when he released his son to be crucified and to die on the cross. And turn his back on him. Man, that's a fulfillment. And this is forever, church family. Thank you, Father. Let's look at verse 43. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your your, your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Verse 45 says, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be fulfillment of those things which were told to her from the Lord. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be fulfillment of those things which were told her. Yeah, I'll say that. Wouldn't plan on saying this, but what things are you believing God for? Because according to Mary, it says, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be fulfillment. What are you believing God for? According to Mary, it says there will be fulfillment. I, I declare that over you, that, that what you've been believing God for, you will see fulfillment this year. Fulfillment of those things which were told to her from the Lord. What has the Lord told you? Because what the Lord told her, she would see fulfillment in that. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant for behold henceforth all generations will call me blessed for he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name and his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. Now read that again. For he has regarded the lowly state of his handmaiden. For behold, henceforth, from this day forward, all generations will call me blessed. I believe, let me ask you a question. What will your generation call you? Because of what God's done in your life. Now we know with Mary, she said, all, nation, all, all generations will call me blessed. But I believe the same thing that 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 other generation will call you blessed for what God's done in your life. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. Go ahead and stand to your feet. Hallelujah. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. I can testify to that scripture. Can you testify to that scripture? He who is mighty has done great things for me.
For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Father. Just worship the Lord for a moment. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Thank you, Father. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we adore you. Thank you according to what Isaiah declared that I believe the Holy One who does great things is in our midst. Now if you're here this evening and you need healing in your body I just want you to come forward. Holy, holy, holy. Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Jesus is in our midst and he has done great things. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we love take your attention off any people that come up here just take your focus off anything that you might have to do
go right to the root. Command divine life to flow in this body and go right to the root. Divine nature. Thank you for divine nature. Oh, thank you for divine nature. Divine nature flow in this body. Thank you that divine nature pushes out anything and everything that doesn't belong.
I'm just just can hear this in my heart that there's some people here, maybe here watching by way of internet that you sense the Lord's given you a word and it's a word of transition. But sometimes when we get words like that, we try to figure out how the end, how it's going to end up. But what I'm encouraged to share with you is what the Lord told Abraham. He said, leave this place and I will show you. It wasn't, I'll show you this place, then you leave. seasons thank you father hallelujah thank you jesus thank you father of God to go with each one of us the grace of God to rest upon each one of us the power of God to flow through each one of us I thank you that through this rest of this year we will recognize a new strength as we make new commitments see this tonight hallelujah his presence is sweet in this place see you on Sunday morning. Love you. Merry Christmas. Go give him Jesus. Jesus.